Yeah, it's it, you. You have to look at uh, the Bolshevik Revolution uh, within the the context of like the global workers movement, and you have to understand uh, that these people. Stalin included were all um, very serious about this project of like of, of building something yeah. um, and of course in 1991 that dream sort of fades but by that point in time people had already a lot of people in the world had already lost a lot of faith anyways in it. right you know even by like Bukharin's trial right and what is it 19 uh, 1938 Bukharin's execution is one of the things that drives a lot of former communists into anti-communists because the charges were so yeah. absurd and he had been such this like luminary figure within the movement and all of a sudden he's admitting to like having tried to kill Lenin in 1918 <laughs> well know? I think that was the one thing that he like refused to to agree with he was charged with it yeah he was charged yeah. with it yeah but he admitted to like a bunch of other stuff because like they were straight up gonna kill his family yeah uh but that was the one thing it was like i did not i did, <laughs> I did not inspire to kill lennon um but he did i think admit to like well it's it sort of a delicate balance where another delicate balance where he's um trying to make the broader point about uh, Stalin and all these problems with Stalin. And he um, on trial says he was complicit in that. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of honest in a way uh, because yeah, he did end up, like you said, it's he's, he's a left communist and then he's on the right opposition. Uh, he's a flexible thinker, arguably flexible to a fault. I don't yeah. know. Um, but I'm curious. I, I wanted to, before we go further, um, because this is something that from this period gets, you know, thrown around a lot and I feel like mischaracterized, misunderstood, uh, left communism. Mm -hmm. What is like a, you think a succinct definition for, for what that is? Well, there's, um, you know, um, critics of the, um, of the methods and the means and the philosophy of, um, Bolshevism after the revolution, because Bolshevism before the revolution is just sort of a tendency within a very one particular nation within the larger sort of international communist movement. Um, it's very specific critiques from within the communist movement of the sort of measures uh, and philosophies that arise out of the the um, the Bolshevik revolution. Um, it really, yeah, it really um, comes into its own as like an actual tendency. Um, Rosa Luxemburg had kind of been like a progenitor of it. There had been a lot of debates about like 1905, people like Gorder and Panikok, you know, who were in like the Dutch and German, um, communist movement, <clears throat> basically, um, come together with coherent critiques. Um, the, the, the critique of the Treaty of Brest-Litovsk is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. Like prosecuting fully this international proletarian war. You have to go internationalism. You have to push for um, revolution within in the industrialized country. You can't step back from that. Um, that is one solidification of it. And then left communism also becomes more and more of a thing when... Uh, in the late teens and into the 20s when the Comintern, the Communist International, um, rises or is formed and becomes basically like the Moscow central uh, organ for organizing communists across the entire world. Uh, famously, um, Lenin writes, left communism an infantile disorder in, I think, <laughs> 1921. Uh, and then and nobody ever reads the reply to it by a guy named Hermann Gorder, who is a left communist in Germany uh, and basically argues that like 
you can't like the conditions in Russia were so radically different. It was underdeveloped. It was dealing with czarism. It only just broken out of uh, serfdom like 30, 40 years before the revolution or 50 years before the revolution that like conditions are different in uh, the advanced capitalist countries. And so, therefore the communist parties and movements there um, need to, to deal differently, you know, with the workers movement. Um, and, um, a, a big what comes out of that is uh, council communism, which is a form of left communism, where as and this is kind of my critique of the of the of the revolution and, and what happens after it, <clears throat> as these organs of proletarian power, the Soviets, which the Soviet Union is named after, after they form and become this dual power and actually like break down the barrier between the economy and politics, like truly sublate. Right. This like very bourgeois distinction we make between the political world on the one hand and the economic world on the other. There's like this most magical, incredible thing and in, an organ and power and institution that's built. The civil war ends up bleeding them and then the party ends up uh, becoming a substitute for this uh, radical proletarian democracy and the party ends up, you know, being above the working class. And so the so left communism also has a critique then thereof of like the subordination of the Soviets, of the workers' councils to the party. Mm. Um, and then as a tendency, you know, it goes on there for the rest of the 20th century. And it's, again, like an internal critique of the Soviet Union from within mm. uh, the communist international, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting because, yeah, at that time... You have uh, the new economic program, which, uh, of course, Bukharin's a big uh, proponent of. Um, Eventually, it becomes a proponent of. So he's at first is uh, he, he moves over to that position from from left communism from from war communism. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's like like during I think in 1920, like the darkest day within the civil days within the civil war, it was basically like press ganging peasants and workers like at the point of a barrel of a gun yeah. and like using compulsion but also like this belief in volunteerism like just you know the the workers will just rush to the factory and produce as much as is necessary for the proletarian revolution there was like coercion and violence and so there are still people to this day who think war communism was lit but even Bukharin, <laughs> after like a couple of years of that was like actually no <laughs> this they went was, a little too far they went a little too far and that's when he reassesses the situation and they open up the market forces again instead right. of having like barracks communism instead of having like, yeah. you know, production at the point of a gun. Right. Um, and with no, with no market functions either, just like yeah. pure, like pushing, pushing out as much as possible. No real connection between like consumption except through the army, I guess it was very, very chaotic. Um, but, but people saw that as potentially, like a um a way to overcome capitalism and then he after a year or so was like nah <laughs> it's not that's not how we should do it well yeah he he uh becomes a, a proponent of the nep a net man net man uh, although that's i think often used to refer to the, like the merchant class i'm bringing um, that back as a slur a net call man? somebody a net man <laughs> just fucking net good one yeah <laughs> the guy at the bodega charged me five dollars for an egg and cheese fucking net man that's a net man that's a net man god he yeah um one of the cri critiques that's kind of surfaced one of the debates um that's come up in 
as of late about the NEP is uh, that the uh, marketization, um, while still, and, and Bukharin uses this phrase a lot, the commanding heights were still controlled mm-hmm. by the Bolshevik party and they planned things in an intentional way, but they did allow um, markets. And he even said to the peasantry, en- enrich yourselves, yeah. um, which has you know been sort of used to to repudiate him, um, but I think he, his argument would be that they're, you know, they have a right to improve their conditions and, and really believed very strongly in smichka. Smichka. Yeah. Super important. And I think maybe like the prime sort of historical, I don't know, important point in this book is the smichka. 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 I think that's how it's said. Alliance. Right. The alliance. Smichka. The uh, hammer and the sickle. Right. The, the proletariat, industrial workers. And the uh, peasantry, the farmers working uh, together, um, you know, he thought that that had to that be an alliance that was sustained. Uh, and, you know, um, that it, there were problems with how do you deal with the peasantry? Because yeah. a lot of people view them as, as backwards. A lot of them were not necessarily keen on the Bolshevik Revolution and, and the, the path to communism and all that stuff. And they're like 90% of the population. Right. <laughs> so, like, how do you how do you deal with that? Right. Like, 